Well, seems fairly obvious. <clears throat> Ooh, wait a minute. The words. Right, right, right. Say the words. <clears throat> Klaatu! Barata! Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Hello, and welcome to the Original Remake Podcast, where we discuss and compare an original film and its remake. Ultimately, we seek answers to three questions. Does the remake do justice to the original? And if you just watch the remake... Do you get a good sense of why the original was successful or not successful and thus remade? But most of all, which movie to watch, the original or the remake? Welcome back to another episode of Original Remake, where we finally got the original hosts of this show. Uh, no Dwight, uh, no guest host, uh, though Dwight said he was a permanent what do you say, permanent co-host or permanent host of this show or something? I think he or? made me a co-host. I think I was, okay. I was second chair and he's first chair. Uh, he, okay. did, he did coin our fan base, which I was unaware we had one, uh, called the Remakers, the original Remakers, but I, I, don't, I think that's just me and you and Dwight at this point. So uh, That could be it. He's in charge of the fan club. How about that? I like that. He's the president of the fan club. Yep. yep. Instead of whitewashing a, a host, <laughs> <laughs> which is making him an honorary uh, president of the fan club of the uh, two of us, the remakers. Well, you, you did just remind me that we're going to tag this uh, with Doctor Strange as well, because both of us uh, forgot that Scott Derrickson directed the remake on this particular episode. So I guess we will continue the whitewashing trend on here by tagging it Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Okay, so we are talking about the uh, the day the Earth stood still, the uh, nineteen fifty one movie and the two thousand eight remake. Uh, the original movie directed by a Robert Weiss. Uh, this one starred Michael Rennie, Patricia Neal, Hugh Marlowe, and uh, Sam Jaffe or Jaffe. This came out September eighteenth, nineteen fifty one. Uh, basically, this movie is about a extraterrestrial. Did I say that right? I pr probably mispronounced it. An ET uh, <laughs> th that arrives on planet Earth, and then he—I uh, I don't think we really find out his intentions until like really towards the end, because he spends the entire movie wanting to speak with leaders of the world, befriends a a boy by the name of Bobby. Hangs out with him, befriends the mother, and then finally gets to talk to a a professor of some sorts, a uh, Professor Bernhardt. A smart guy. A very smart guy. The uh, and and he's so smart. Bobby knows about this guy. You know, must read read it in Boy's Life or something like that. Um, 
that's pretty much it. I it, I thought it was very interesting that, that how okay the movie was was an hour and a half and very little happened. There's a lot in this version with this uh, ET named Klaatu. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Klaatu, I think. Um, which I, I realized later, uh, there's a, a phrase that's used to, I guess, tell his bodyguard, uh, this giant robot, to stand down. And see, I'd never seen either of these films. And so mm-hmm. I always thought Klaatu was uh, the the robot that you see on the poster. Like, I, I'd seen him, so I thought that was the alien that, shows up to like speak to all these people but no he's he's just there to to whoop ass if necessary uh but apparently that phrase is the phrase used in evil dead which is uh another uh film that we covered on this show um Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i think that's like how you uh you bring the the demons up through that book so apparently sam raimi is a fan of uh, the day the earth so still and i'm going to segue into introducing the remake by saying that i wish sam raimi had directed the remake instead of mr derrickson i would have liked that uh you warned me about this because you had actually seen the remake and you said uh it's not very good so (laughs) (laughs) i had that in mind as i watched it uh this time it's keanu reeves who is playing uh uh this came out in December 2008, December 12th, uh, I don't think it was particularly well received. Uh, I don't think, Peter, you were alone in that, like you are in your hatred of Doctor Strange. Um, <laughs> yes, come at me. <laughs> hashtag Marvel. Um, I mean, you, you're the only other listener of this, so I guess you and I will have to fight. <laughs> I'll take your word on Doctor Strange, because I'm, I'm not a big Marvel fan to begin with. Um, this time around, Jennifer Connelly is the um, lovely lady, I guess, pseudo love interest for for Klaatu that uh, comes into play here she's playing a, a single mom uh the unfortunate uh, Jaden Smith um who man I'm I'm glad this this guy's not on screen he, you know he was never much of a great child actor to begin with as far as he's he's very wooden like him and him and yeah. Keanu are having like a wooden acting contest here of sorts the, the, the only thing we're missing is Kristen Stewart you know and I think she's uh I think she's improved slightly but you have to really go into indie films to see that i don't think i don't know it her last what mainstream roles snow white and uh not very charismatic not a particularly charming snow white Mm. um unfortunately john ham is in this in a very thankless part kyle chandler uh kathy bates john cleese you have a lot of uh good sort of character actors and i don't know why because they're all pretty much playing either a state of confusion or aggression towards this alien who's doing the same thing as he is in the 1951 version. He is uh, demanding, uh, not in an aggressive way, to speak to the world's leaders, uh, basically to have a powwow, a, a conference of sorts, saying, like, um, you all are in danger. You're, you've kind of <laughs> you fucked up your planet, and yeah. we're here to, to clean it up. Uh, I think the biggest difference between the two of them, other than the really terrible CGI, I guess, in the, the new one, is... That in the original one, you're saying that not a lot happens. It's because they allow that version of Claude to kind of hang out. And it's like he kind of mm-hmm. gets a sense of the world. Whereas this version, played by Keanu Reeves, um, you know, I'm guessing because of technology or whatever, they, they think that they already know everything about humanity. They've got enough information that they can say, um, your time is up. And in the other one, the original, it's like a warning. Like, you know, you're decent people, but you need to get your act together. And also there's a lot. 
a lot of that is basically talking to the audiences of the early 50s about the Cold War that we're going to have with the, the Soviets as far as the, the nuclear arm race. And uh, clearly that's not on people's minds in 2008. Um, of course, we're recording this a few days before election. So I don't know. Maybe that'll change if Trump becomes president. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too bad we don't release this episode before because we can hashtag his name and maybe get some more listens. I'm hoping to never hear about Donald Trump ever again. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I'm watching the original, I kind of agree with you on the pacing, but I found it like enjoyable, kind of like a, just an extended twilight zone episode. You know, it has a, uh, it's a morality tale as far as, you know, there's a, a lesson to be learned. Like, I guess the worst thing you can say about Klaatu and that is that he lectures quite a bit. Uh, mm. he's like the parent that comes in the room and tells humanity that they've peed on the rug and they need to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> I don't know if you could say the same about the 2008 version, though. Um, it's like a, it's like a boring version of Independence Day. Yeah, you, you know what? This movie plays out uh, much so like a like a di- disaster movie. Mm-hmm. You know, your 2012 uh, day after tomorrow, which I, I think that line was um, mentioned in the 1951 version. But yeah, it kind of plays as a disaster movie. Throw you know, you throw in a um, uh, in E.T. We keep seeing E.T. and it always reminds me of uh, E.T. the Kid, uh, Evan Turner, which we got from you guys. Um, oh, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. He's not quite working out, but... He was a fan favorite in Boston, though. We loved him here, so... Well, I mean, he's 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 a little something, but, you know, it hasn't really <laughs> integrated very well, but that's for another podcast. Like, you know, this is going to NBA talk. This is just us. <laughs> uh, I, I think that says something about uh, the day the earth stood still, the 2008 version um, in regards to the fact that, yeah, the 1951 is a pretty simple story. And somehow the newer version doesn't really expand on that at all. It mm-hmm. just adds more effects. And uh, there's this weird, was it like these these like bugs or whatever? It's like this like Nat- nanobites or yeah. what is it called? <clears throat> kind of like in the mummy. <clears throat> yeah, that that are happening and and ultimately, uh, I guess Keanu as Klaatu decides that uh, wait a minute, humanity is worth giving another try. That's just like strike one or strike two uh, because he sees both uh, little Jaden Smith and Jennifer Connelly mm-hmm. grieving at. Um, her husband and his father's gravesite. Right. And I think that's why they, um, I, I read a little bit about this, but that's why they made the, the relationship between, uh, Jake, is it Jake or Jacob? Well, Jake, I guess we call him that, um, Jane Smith's character, uh, him and his stepmother. That's, that's why they are a step, uh, you know, a step, stepmother and stepson, which by the way, like when that first happened or when, I find out that he's calling her Helen throughout the movie and, you know, she mentions him being the stepson. I'm like, why, why did they make that change? I mean, he's light enough that, you know, she could have been his son or he could have been her son in the movie. Like, so, so that kind of threw me off for a little bit. There's then, a weird, um, like, I don't want to say it's a need for, um, sort of progressive casting or, you know, trying to reflect more how society is today. But then I think they, they do make that mistake where they feel like, oh, people aren't going to understand this. So we need to sort of over explain it. And I'm trying to recall, like, um, was it The Lost World where Jeff Goldblum's daughter is black? And I don't think they ever explain it. Like, I think it's just like, that's just 
how it is, right? Uh, you know, I I don't think it, that's the third one, right? Well, that's the second one where she uh, she defeats okay. a, a raptor with gymnastics, which I love in a very stupid way. <laughs> I I don't remember uh, that movie very much uh, at all. I don't think I remember much of the two or three, to be honest with you. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, you're good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. You, you know, we yeah we didn't need that explanation, and just because they threw it out and him calling her Helen the whole time, that really took me out. But I guess the the reasoning behind that change was to show their relationship, that dynamic, how they don't really quite get along until the very end, mm. which Klaatu sees and it's like, oh, okay, you know, maybe I'll give him another chance. Which calls That's into question really it. Klaatu and gang's information. Because if they have the technology and, you know, the uh, spyware, I guess, to deem that humanity is good to go as far as, like, let's let's get rid of it because they're destroying this planet. Is that really all it would take? Because I'm sure they would have witnessed by now many other, you know, grieving families or any any sort of human emotion there you can find every day. Like, did they not watch mm. Love Actually? Just go to the yeah. airport. <laughs> yeah, that's it. it. It all happens at the airports. So it really, it makes Klaatu and this alien invasion seem dumb, whereas uh, the original ones come off as like sort of your uh, maybe overeager, earnest neighbors. Like they they come across as like the uh, neighborhood watch that maybe is a little bit stepping over their bounds, but at the mm. very least they've not come to any conclusions yet. They've just you know this is just human contact where they're saying we uh, we know better. We've seen this before. We we have developed a way where there's no more aggression. There's no more war or fighting. Uh, even though to do so they have invented these extremely uh, effective killing machines. These robots. Um, and I'm going to what is the robot's name? Grot? Gort. 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 <laughs> Played by Locke Martin, which is also a cool name. Um, <laughs> I would have liked that on the poster. Locke Must Martin. Must be a hair, hair metal <laughs> uh, musician. You know, I, I would bet there have probably been a number of bands that have been called Gort. Uh, hair metal that have been inspired by this movie. Um, but yeah, it makes me like not root for... like I can kind of root for Klaatu and what they're doing in the original because it just seems like they're attempting to do a decent thing. Like they're giving mm -hmm. humanity a chance to get their affairs in order to better themselves for, you know, and, and if you, if they listen, if they decide to basically end violence across the planet, that can only be a good thing. Whereas this one feels, it feels a little quick to pull the trigger on humanity on here. So it doesn't really make sense. And uh, I'm kind of interested why, you know, Keanu Reeves would even want to play this part. It's kind of a thankless role. It, well, the funny thing is, he. Um, another thing I read is that that he's actually usually not a fan of remakes, but this, the script, he was very interested in, and I guess had a part in a lot of the the re the rewriting or the revisions uh, on the script. And it, actually, it was his insistence that they include the that that famous line. Um, where is it here? I don't. I don't want to screw it up. Where the hell is it? It's not famous enough for us because it's not <laughs> <laughs> clearly not. Klaatu Barada Nikto. Oh, the so, evil deadline. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. He wanted that included, uh, which they omitted originally in in an earlier draft. That line, not you know, you mentioned Evil Dead, which I think is Army of Darkness, but uh, that line has became so um, so popular in pop culture. I guess uh, Lucas. 
used um, that line to name three different characters in Return of the Jedi. And, you know, there's been like cartoons and TV shows kind of doing a very similar thing, too. So that's kind of that's kind of cool. I, I had no idea that it came from this. Um, but you talked about uh, Gort and you're right. Quick to pull the trigger. This this Gort is a lot more violent, you know, uh, much quicker. The, the look of him, I don't like, you know, he's he's tall. That's cool. Whatever. I, I've seen a better version of this. It's called the Destroyer in the first Thor movie. You know, I liked that look and it's I I, I, they probably, you know, got the inspiration perhaps from this movie because it's eerily similar. Um, And I think Gort's CGI just it's not clean. It does not look good. It almost looks cartoony, you know, in in some scenes. It's funny because you you watch these updates and, you know, going back to a 1950s movie, you can. Yeah, you can probably chuckle at some of the effects work. You uh, certainly Lock Martin as Gort is kind of funny because it looks like a guy going to like a Halloween party or something. Like he just got a generic costume off the shelf and put it on with all the sort of weird padding. Well, you see his knees bend, you know, like like a foam material too. Hey, maybe in the future, <laughs> robots have, have needs. Maybe maybe Gort was coming back from ACL surgery. I don't know. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> but I don't know. There's also a uh, because it's a practical practical effects. There's a certain charm to it, and I don't. Ima- I mean, clearly, I think it's been stated by many, you know, uh, film bloggers, critics, podcasts. You know, the over reliance on CGI is is obnoxious. But I really don't think that if we watched. Uh, if we're lucky enough to be alive, Peter, in 2058, um, I'm assuming we're not going to be putting on the day the Earth stood still on whatever you know streaming device we have, watching you know watching these things in our hands or whatever we have, whatever chips are in us. But I, I just don't think these will hold up. Whereas at least the effects work of the 50s is even entertaining now. It's amusing, and maybe not the way they intended, but there's certain like I, I like watching older movies like this, like the big. I guess event movies of their time, and I can't stand watching the newer ones. Yeah, I, I really like the the 1951 version because it's really simple. You know, it is about. Uh, did Did you get a creepy vibe at all? You know, when he's talking about how he wants to hang out with Bobby, and um, I, I just thought it was like his mom's not even getting a clue that this could be a pedophile. So maybe that wasn't even a thing back in the 50s. I don't know. But, don't uh, lock your doors. You know, yeah. Trust the guy. And I think the, the most uh, ominous moment with him is uh, when he goes into he goes into like the stranger's house and basically he's asking for a room and they sort of shoot him. He's sort of like backlit. So it's just like a dark figure. Big silhouette. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, but then as soon as he comes on and they see like, oh, he's a, a white guy in a suit and a hat they're like oh thank god but you know that's that's part of it is it's how easily he can kind of uh weave through the town and it is it's kind of like watching a little um you know it's a recon mission for this alien mm-hmm. and I, I think that's that's cool i i don't really know other than um uh, Keanu demanding to speak with world leaders and kathy bates telling him no which um is kind of interesting I, like every tactic that they use to interact with the aliens here like you said, bringing, you know, Gort in this giant, like robot in to their building. What, what was the plan there? As far as like, did they think, did they think they had him? Because it's like, you know, if he just decides, decides, I'm going to, you know, blow this up. Uh, and that's what happens. I mean, they're screwed. So All right. I, I feel like both the aliens and the humans in the 2008 version, um, don't act in any sort of intelligent 
manner. Um, even in the, in the, uh, the initial injury, which is in both films where Klaatu is wounded because one of the uh, military personnel, uh, fires his, his weapon. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like people, at least the way they have the, the extra sort act, um, in the original were more realistic. Like there was like a, almost like an, Oh shit moment there. Whereas in the way that they, he's got a gun. Yeah. You know, like, like a reaction. Mm-hmm. The 2008 version, because he's in that weird placenta, <laughs> that placenta like... shell. There's just so much going on. that I'm just like, shoot, don't shoot. I don't know. Like what, you know, whatever. Like yeah, I, I couldn't really blame the guy. Whereas in the 1951 version, where he does have like a, a humanoid, you know, at least astronaut form, like it could, you know, and he's a human underneath there. It's a little more jarring that he actually shoots that, you know, maybe we've wounded an ally. Where's, can you blame the guy for shooting placenta man? That that might be a metal band too. Um, yeah. The, the 2008 version, their reaction was more kind of like, do you, do you remember three Kings at all? The George Clooney movie? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the scene where Mark Wahlberg, he's like looking through his scope, you know, on his rifle. He's like, hey, are are we shooting? And, you know, because there's this other guy. He's like, well, the the other guy replies like, I don't know. I was like, well, I I think I'm going to shoot him. (laughs) You know, it's it's kind of like that where you're right. The the 1951 version was more reactionary. So, yeah, that's that's just a little um, I I, I just really do like the the 1951 version um, uh, a lot more. The and it could be because of like uh, you know it it coming out in the fifties and their lack of technology, you know you have this man pretty much blending in everywhere, right? The, there's only very few people had seen him. Now in two thousand eight, because of technology, you know they can probably uh, uh, flash his face on all types of screens around the city, and again it just plays more like a, a disaster movie. Where the other one, like you said, is kind of more like a like a recon. You know, he's just kind of surveying uh, everything that's going on around Earth, which also makes the uh, the horror elements work better in the fifty one version because you're wondering what what exactly is he spending his time doing? Like, I mean, he is nice to the kid, but there is that since the presence of Gort is so threatening. You're wondering if he's setting something up, whatever. And so I think it makes it more impactful when he just, you know, at the end is just like gives a speech. And also there's the, uh, <clears throat> the sort of weird, um, I mean, at least for this type of story, the Christ sort of analogy where he, he's, mm. he's, I mean, it's basically like a, you know, a, a retelling of the story of Jesus Christ in a way, as far as the way he's persecuted and is coming in, you know, in peace, he dies, he's reborn, all, all of that stuff. Um, that's gone in the 2008 version. I don't think, I mean, maybe it's because Keanu already did that with Neo. Maybe he already did the the story of Jesus and sci-fi and didn't want to do it again. I like that you, um, uh, you brought up, I didn't know this, that he's not a fan of remakes because, uh, I've actually got another Keanu remake on the schedule. So Keanu is a liar. That's what I've come to, <laughs> I've come to conclude. Does he got Twitter? We should tweet at him. <laughs> I don't know if he does. I wonder if he would come on. He, you know, everyone says he's a nice guy, but. I don't know if he can be trusted, much like Klaatu. I don't know. I don't know about Keanu anymore. I can find out. Uh, I know a guy who uh, is a friend of of the show who uh, I've interviewed. He was one of the guys in the poster for the new John Wick 2 movie. It's a great poster. Great poster. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's one of the guys holding a gun. I would have loved to have been one of those those hands. 
near Keanu. Yeah. <laughs> Except it would have been a microphone, and I would have been trying to get a quick, quick soundbite for the podcast. Can you say, I am Keanu, you are now listening to War Machine vs. War Horse? <laughs> oh, that's too long? How about original remake? Just say original yeah. remake. Now, the character that John Hamm plays, the funny thing is, like, I I watched the... Which order did you watch them in? I actually, since I had not seen either one, I just went original and then remake. So, okay. back to back, I went in, back to back. Okay. Games. I went in reverse. I went um, remake first, and the remake's the only one I've ever seen, and only the first time when it uh, came back uh, came out in 2008. So watching the remake and then watching the original, I actually thought that uh, John Hamm's character was going to be more kind of like the um, the love interest for Helen Benson. Mm. I, I forget his name. Is it Tom? Is that Tom Stevens? Yeah. Tom Stevens. Is that okay? So. And the funny thing is, they kind of look alike. I don't know if you got that at all. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there because, and maybe it was because I was just hoping for more John Hamm. Mm-hmm. But he's basically just used as her, uh, sort of a, a link in the chain to bring her in with all these, I guess, different uh, geniuses in their uh, respective fields. Like John Hamm is just someone that knew her and has like brought her in for, I guess, what they assume to be the end of the world. Because at that point, they don't. In the 2008 version, they don't <clears throat> know that's a alien ship. They think it's going to be some sort of a meteor or asteroid, right? Like they think it's like a, a deep impact type situation, like preparing for the the Earth to be uh, plummeted in some way. Uh, which I thought I thought was was fine because it it maybe explains how inept they are <laughs> in dealing mm-hmm. with it. Because clearly it's just like, oh nope, we're wrong. It's uh, aliens. Um. But I still actually like the original better because it just shows up. It just like lands at like, was it a baseball field? It just the ship. Um, just... I don't I don't remember exactly, but that that's what I I wanted to uh, to kind of talk a, a little bit about as well. You know, I keep saying that the 2008 version kind of reminds me of like a a disaster movie, and I think you kind of nailed it like the, the the look of the ship it's more of a um like a a you know some kind of force you know it's a it's a it's a spherical ball of something you know it's not an actual ship the 1951 it's clearly a ship and actually i thought they did it really well you know the way the door opens up and this ramp comes out that he can walk onto. I, I really enjoyed the, the look of it. I actually watched it in um, in a pretty good quality that's pretty close to HD. You couldn't even tell it was 1951. But having that, and I think it just worked more, you know, making the government just a little bit more curious and it looks a little less threatening because you can see what it is physically. Whereas where you see a ball of energy, you're just like, what the hell is that? Is it going to explode? We need to do something. It's we a need placenta con- ship. Contain it. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. It's placenta. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. It uh the the, the changes that they made were kind of you know they, they were interesting because I I just I I didn't see a a need for it. Just like um just like the um Helen Benson, you know, they she's just a regular woman in the 1951 version and well, not really. She has a tie to the um to the Professor Bernhardt but they make her like this this uh, doctor in the in the remake which i i don't know i i don't know if that was uh, really needed because 
did did they okay so the big difference with their characters is in the 2008 version her being the doctor she is there um also examining this uh, placenta man um which should be like some kind of like starman sequel really the she okay so they want to study this guy but the government's like no we need to interrogate him and all this and they want to uh, the government wants to sedate him where again like the scientists they're like no this is this is a big discovery we need to study it more so she kind of fakes like sedating him and then tells him to run and then that allows him to escape the facility and i think that's really the only reason they changed her occupation yeah they they want to have a lot more of uh i guess keanu under duress i don't know the the like i said it goes back to the the uh, the need for the humans to be terrified of the aliens, but also like Kathy Bates has like no interest in what he has to say, really. <laughs> like they just want to dope him up constantly. And I, I didn't understand the, why they're going to bring in all these scientists. All they're really there for, as you said, is for um his wound. Basically they bring the doctors mm-hmm. in and they're like, explain what, you know, what is that outer shell? Like, you know, what's it made of? But uh, the, after that, they they dismiss the scientists. They sort of are consumed by fear, which would be, you know, interesting if they want to actually like sort of fully explore that theme. But um, then he gives them a reason to because he has this weird uh, ability to use uh, like the surrounding like power sources, like the electricity and everything. He like uh, no placenta man is able to electroshock the guy that's like asking him questions. Um, Ugh. I, I, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's a weird way to sort of, uh, have like sort of, um, action beats like every 10 minutes where we have something that's like thrilling and ends up like that really none of it is like, uh, I, I guess I'm just more impressed with, uh, the 1951 version and maybe that's just a part of that time period that people weren't accustomed to like, oh, this is a big sci-fi spectacle. So it better have like a big explosion every 10 minutes or something, you know, actiony happening because there's just a lot of time where it's the dude hanging out hanging out in the mm. streets. Um, and I don't know, it would have been funny. Keanu could have done that. Keanu, you know, he does humor well. And so like just giving the, uh, him the ability to discover humanity would have been more interesting than, than him already knowing everything and being like, I don't know. He's sort of ice cold. He's very John wick like there as far yeah. as like, you, you know, you better run like you better let me go. Um, at least John wick had a dog. I don't really think <laughs> about Klaatu. Uh, John wick should have had a dog named Klaatu. Yeah, the Keanu just plays them a lot more different too. And you know, one scene I could have done without was the the very beginning, which they want to explain to us. So this is where they get the DNA for him to look like Keanu. We didn't need that, not at all. Oh yeah, I actually you know? forgot that was in there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because because they they touched on it like very briefly in the um in the original, I think. Or now am I mixing them up? Maybe they don't even explain it in the original, actually. <laughs> he just shows up and he looks like a man. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he, he's been, you know, they've been listening to, like, uh, the radio, you know, and learning about, um, well, about the uh, the Earth, you know. And, the, and apparently they can speak different languages, too, because he, you know, kind of mentions that. Where in this one, yeah, oh, it's DNA, so that's why he looks like, like Keanu. And, yeah, it, it could have shortened, well, they could have just removed that beginning scene and it would have been a little bit shorter. Yeah, I actually thought that the uh, 2008 version was much longer, but it's only about it's 12 minutes longer. That's it. Mm-hmm. 
and I thought it was at least two hours long. Like I was ready for it to be <laughs> ready for it to be done. But yeah, like it, you know, even in the original, Klaatu knows, uh, show up as a a white guy and you'll be fine. And um, <laughs> 2008, not much has changed. Show up as a white guy and you're better off. <laughs> a straight white male is uh, what you need to do to just uh, fully uh, go incognito in uh, in America. So um, pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Not much has changed there. Um, this is turned into a really depressing ending uh, to <laughs> to our episode. Should we remake it? Should we remake it now? Yeah, let's let's do that. I mean, uh, again, the the remake itself they didn't make uh, many changes. We already kind of touched on it. Um, I kind of do like uh, like the, the I guess the the um, the whole deal with Tom Stevens and Helen, where they don't believe. Uh, Bobby, you know, and all that. So that that was done nicely. I don't I don't see why they couldn't have done that with the remake. I mean, there was no love interest, you know. Um, uh, Jake didn't want to go see like the the ball of energy or anything like that. So, um, kind of some missed opportunities and some of the changes that they made. Uh, it, it didn't work for me. So, so what do we want to talk about first? Like uh, maybe some of the things that were changed that they could have kept, or or we. What are we remaking here? Well, okay. One thing I, I always think of is because uh, I just recently watched uh, War of the Worlds for uh, my other podcast, War Machine vs. War Horse. And um, Spielberg in that film, uh, like this one, kind of does um, with uh, Gort, um, tried to keep like the sort of spider legged uh, machines that they have, that sort of like classic, iconic War of the Worlds sort of. Uh, battlefields of these like spider alien ships they do a little bit of that here but why um i think you know our biggest problem with this is if i was going to remake it i would remake it in 1951 again mm -hmm. i understand that i guess they're trying to separate themselves being a remake doing you know an updated version uh with modern society but you lose the cold war element here and i don't know i don't feel like the politically this film is attempting to do anything that interesting. It's not like they're going, uh, you know, over to North, North Korea or the Middle East or anything. So why even, why even touch on it? Why even act like humanity is lost? Like that, there was an actual point to be made in 1951 with these two superpowers who want to press a button could end the world. Um, so I guess in my remake, uh, touching on that, it would be set back in the fifties. Um, but you know, maybe do it from the Soviet side. How about that? That'd be interesting. So it'd be a foreign movie. Yeah, and it would make yeah. zero dollars. <laughs> there, there we go. <laughs> I mean, kind of like what we do here at Original Remake. You know, we we, we get no listens. <laughs> um, I, I like that actually. You know, setting it back in an older time. I'm a fan of period movies uh, anyway, and just the thought of it having uh, taken place back then, they're not as technical technologically advanced so i like that element of it you know with this one being in present time there's just all these um technology that i'm just like okay it's yeah they may exist but usually in a sci-fi movie where they have all of these things you know like the whole swiping on the screen like that's still hard for me to buy into, I, you know, just because I think we see it so often, especially in movies that take place in a near future. I still think of something like that, like, OK, we're not quite there yet. So 
these movies, um, these sci-fi movies, they just seemed a little too advanced as as far as the the equipment goes. So I want to see it taken back, stripped down to just very simple and basic um, instruments and and things like that, you know. And give me a spaceship, you know, like uh, th- this kind of reminded me of like Men in Black, you know, where they watched that tape, that documentary, you know, of of something back in the '60s. You know, take it back to that time. Give me an actual spaceship. Give me a generic looking one, too. Nothing too extravagant, you know. So like the 1951 version. Uh, I like that. I don't need the main characters to have any type of government occupation. Um, I liked the the whole, you know, uh, Helen Benson, just a secretary. You know, I, I liked that. So something like that, uh, I, I think, would work well. Um, definitely no Jane Smith. Sorry, not sorry. I can agree on that. <laughs> just, uh, wh- just in general. Why have a kid? Why have a kid? I don't know. We, I ask that question many times with everybody I know. Every time there is a kid. <laughs> Did you ever watch Stand By Me? Like, oh, these fucking kids. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. So how about how about uh, characters? Which, which cast do you want to stick with? And maybe we'll recast based on those. Do you, you want to go with the 51 characters i'm yeah i'm gonna go with uh well in my hybrid version i guess i'm gonna have steven spielberg direct because i did not like war of the worlds so in my fantasy back in 2005 he didn't do that project and did this instead uh so there was no scott derrickson of uh 2008 version of the day the earth stood still uh and also i'm gonna combine that with bridge of spies since that was his last cold war movie spielberg and I'm going to have okay. Tom Hanks, the everyman, as Klaatu, because everybody loves Tom Hanks. He's got a friendly face. Mm-hmm. If you're an alien, you're not going to get shot if you're if you're Tom Hanks. I mean, uh, he is white, yes. He's white. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to go with uh, Mark Rylance from Bridge of Spies, and he's going to be the Klaatu. We can rename that character. Um the one that has to go over to the Soviets and give the same spiel. Cause I don't really like the concept. That these aliens would send one dude and then he would be like, I need to speak to every world leader. Now I, I think they would mm-hmm. send various ones. You know, they would have the, the ships like world of the worlds landing all over the planet. And so Mark Rylance would have to speak to the Russians. And then we would have, we would, we could inject some humor by having these various aliens meeting in like the break room talking about like they got the short end of the straw. Cause they had to go speak to, I don't know. The Australians or something, and like all they're doing is uh, drinking and getting drunk and riding kangaroos. Shout out to Andrew from AB <laughs> Film Review. So we could really we could have we could have actors from uh, we could have a fully international cast that way, and so we would see various Klaatus going to different aspects, different regions of the world, and then bitching about how hard their job is trying to get everyone on the same page. Mm, okay, that's that's very interesting. Um, I'm trying to think who are some good sci-fi directors. I mean, I know Abrams is kind of like the go-to, maybe a James Gunn, you know. Oh, okay, if you're trying yeah. to make it more fun, yeah. Yeah, make, make it more fun. Um, you know, if we're thinking that the 2008 version does not exist, how about John Hamm as Klaatu? Oh, there you go. You know, you know, uh, I, I like that. Uh, Helen Benson, you know, let's, um, do, we, do we, we, we love redheads apparently, so... Chastain. We, Chastain. Chastain. I mean, that, that's, that seems to be. We use her in everything. Every, every you know, episode. We, <laughs> I, I think. I think she's going to be our go-to in every episode. <laughs> uh, what, what about that? Well, what if we made Chastain Klaatu? What if we just uh, made her made the Klaatu a woman? 
And John a, Hamm uh, John, is Gort. John Hamm as <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. You know, we I don't think we need a kid. You know, we could have a teenager or even a, a young male adult. You know, it doesn't have to be anybody that young. Because uh, I mean, but but maybe like the naivete of a, a child. You know, Emma Stone. <laughs> Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Jessica <laughs> Chastain. That could be your kid sister. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Hey, that works. You know, they don't have to be. Uh, they, they they could be like uh, some kind of rivalry, sibling rivalry. There that that could, you can have that dynamic instead of like a step parent and a stepchild or something. Be a generational divide as far as how they're reacting mm-hmm. to aliens coming to to our planet. Kind of like that. Kind of like how uh, how Supergirl started off. You know, I, I don't think you watched that show, but yeah, the sisters were coming at the whole alien thing from different uh, perspectives there. And that, that's that's all I got as far as the main characters. Um, I don't think anybody else is really that big enough that that matters. No, no, I think we uh, we had two. I think you had a far sexier version of. I mean, you you went with John Hamm, Chastain, <laughs> Emma Stone. I went with Tom Hanks well, and Mark you, Rylance. <laughs> <laughs> you, you threw out uh, uh, Emma Stone. I, I I didn't need her in this one. I do that in randomly in any conversation. Okay, so it doesn't matter. Like Brittany will. Say like, hey, you know, should we go to this restaurant tonight? And I'll just blurt out Emma Stone, and it won't make any sense. But that's just <laughs> that's that's my you know cross to bear. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was our episode for uh, Arrival, and kind of Doctor mm. Strange <laughs> by accident. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here arrives a very strange remake. There you go. Music plays. Bad. Sorry, bad jokes. Use the music from like La La Land, just because <laughs> I'm always thinking of Emma Stone. So we we should at least pimp out uh, where we're coming from at sure. original remake on Twitter if you feel yep. the need. Mm-hmm. Original remake pod at gmail. No, yeah, at gmail dot com. Yeah, uh, even though you know we used to know that earlier episodes say like please send us an email, and then we actually started getting emails from this like podcasting service that was like hey why don't you pay us money and I was like that's those weren't the type of emails I wanted so. <laughs> So ignore those. Uh, won't ignore you if you have a suggestion. Uh, I did mention an upcoming episode about Keanu Reeves uh, being in another remake. Uh, that will be knock knock. Uh, but we're always open to suggestions. And basically, if you email us uh, or even just DM us or add us, uh, we will probably watch what you tell us to, uh, which is a lot of power in your hands, dear listeners. Yeah, yeah you, you might give us a, a more interesting uh, pairing, you know, um, you know what though? I mean, we we didn't get to say which one we we prefer, but I think it's kind of <laughs> a home run with this one, right? 1951, all the way. Yeah, I'm not gonna throw in a, a twist uh, there and go with the 2008 version. Um, as much as I would like to play devil's advocate to uh, to Peter there when he warned me that this movie was no good, but no, it is not. Um, you know what is good? Hydrate level four. Yes, I've I've heard of said show. Uh, yeah, that one I host. Um, it's a uh, podcast where I take a movie from my childhood and look at it from a grown-up perspective. Sometimes I have a younger, um, you know, uh, guest host. You know, maybe ten years younger that uh, may give a different perspective. So I try to toy with that a little bit. Uh, you can find that at uh, 
followingfilms.com, along with this podcast, Original Remake, and also Mike's podcast, War Machine vs. War Horse. And uh, the premise of that show is uh, I take a new release, such as uh, Arrival, and pick out two older films with a uh, similar theme but different approaches. For Arrival, we will be talking about Sofia Coppola's Lost in Translation and Quentin Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards. And the theme will be uh, about communication and film and, and language and coming from different backgrounds. Uh, something that is done quite a bit better in those films than seen in the Scott Derrickson masterpiece, <laughs> The Day the Earth Stood Still. <laughs> it's a very uh, bizarre podcast, too, might I add. Yeah, yeah, it is. You can uh, find uh, that on Twitter at War Machine Horse. It's on followingfilms.com. And also, yet again, because Peter always does it, and I've made fun of him for it, he usually comes back around and pimps Hydrate Level 4 again. I'm going to do it for him. Uh, I put in uh, humbly a request to you, sir, because you are looking for uh, younger co-hosts and guests to provide that uh, generational difference. Uh, might I suggest Emma Stone? Oh, just, okay. Just throwing that out there, if you can. I will tweet at her and see if she would love to come on. Um, you, you, you laugh, but I will do it because um, I have gotten likes and stuff from Jessica Chastain, so maybe I can get oh, something from from Emma Stone. You bastard! Um, You're sticking yes, in the knife. Uh huh. And and because you mentioned, uh, I like to come back to my my podcast <laughs> at HLF Podcast. Of course, of course. All right. Uh, but we are at original remake when we combine powers. So, uh, hit us up and, uh, tune in next time. I believe after this episode, Dwight president of our fan club returns for our allied episode. And we'll be talking about Alfred Hitchcock's notorious and John Woo's mission impossible Two. Okay. Then that's it. (laughs) 